Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram Right? It sounds just like Katy Perry. That is blasting my eardrums out. Whatever. Emily was like, that doesn't sound like nothing. <laughs> so I talk. Louder that's, than the lion. That's better. Oh, if I shake it like Carol, uh, Carol Channing? No, I think it's the head move you're doing. Louder. That no one can see. Louder than the lion. They can hear it, and now that louder than, the, louder than the lion is going to be stuck in everyone's head. <laughs> All day, even on the toilet. <laughs> I am the white female Wayne Brady. Are you going to take off your sweater? That's your new identity. Yeah, but I'm not letting the sweater out of my sight because I know someone. What are you going to do with it? I'm just going to take it off, nosy, because I'm hot in this booth from your from your breath. <laughs> She's like hilarious. You guys, we're on our 500th episode. <laughs> and that's cause for celebration. This episode brought to you by Emily. Okay. Oh, that's not that's not a bad improv. Um, let's get into it. Okay. Because first, people have a lot of questions, and you should know that just because you submit a question for one episode doesn't mean we don't save it for another. So today's episode is called the anonymous episode because so many of these minus one are anonymous. Yes. Any moose. But we owe an answer to Tegral because in an episode that probably was. 40 episodes ago, when this comes out, yeah. we said we would answer their question. Only women would feel obligated to a stranger. Like, well, well Tegral. I want to help Tegral, who has a longish story that I'm going to compress. Okay. Tegral is training for a half marathon. Did you already it, read the question? Yeah. Okay. In Ohio, and is doing it at a rec center, because there's snow there. You can't run in the, a half marathon in a rec center. Well, she's running on the treadmill, she or he, oh to keep up. Oh, my God. Because I it's thought it was snow. like around offices. No. 456 <laughs> laps around the offices, guys. <laughs> Get my water ready. Okay, so no. it's snow. It's snow. So there's a row of treadmills in front of me, all empty. The row I'm in, there's two empty next to me on one side and Hold one on, I have empty. to write this down. I don't Are you like doing these. a math problem? This is like, well, this is like when people tell traffic stories. Three lanes are empty. One's got a blockage. Imagine making it. Basically, illegal. here's the deal. What is it? Three treadmills? <laughs> there's a row of treadmills in front of me, all in front empty. Of the row I'm in, there's two empty next to me on one side. This is like a football play. And one empty on the other side. Uh-huh. The row behind, IDK, maybe one person was on there. Okay. Right? So this is almost you. all empty treadmills. And right this here. guy probably in his early 60s decides to get on the treadmill right next to me with a dad joke of, "Do I have to run as fast as you to be on one of these?" Obviously, unless I want to be labeled as a snob, I just laugh it off and tell him, "No, run walk as fast as you want." Okay. 
Of course, I have headphones in, and this guy keeps trying to talk to me, and I'm a nice person, so I entertain it for a little. Took my headphones out by that point. He was talking to me about my running as he was not one, and still there to tell me to be careful out there because I was running so fast. He proceeds to try to talk about other topics. Did you just graduate? I'm 23, and I look 18. Finally, I had it. Rub it in. I told him, no, I did two years ago, so yeah. Put my headphones in, finally got back to my run. He was quiet for a little. Then as I'm getting run down and out of breath, I could tell he tried to say something to me again. I just couldn't get the energy to try and respond. I don't have to. I know that. But it's just one of those annoying things Mm -hmm. as girls that if we don't, we're labeled as rude bitches that should smile more. Has this ever happened to you? Did you ever get to the the point of finally telling someone to F off? P.S. The irony of all is that while this was happening, I was listening watching Elder Millennial on Netflix. Is that ironic? I think this is an interesting question. Is that the definition of irony? Well, you know, were just saying we only answered this because we are women that felt obligated to. But Graham. Yeah. First of all, you're not going to get labeled by a stranger. Like, but I you feel like you will. I would feel the same. On? I'm saying that Talking in that position. Me? But I know. But you. Look. You, okay. <laughs> you sound like a squeaky couch. <laughs> uh, I understand obligation and I understand social norms and niceties, you know, saying hi to the person sitting next to you or, you know, smiling or little things like that. Things that men sort of get a pass from, you know, you don't have to notice everything. Mm-hmm. That's my big advice is you don't have to notice everything. You are, and I have started to do this more recently, so I can't say that at 23 I ever thought about this, um, just ignoring things. Like, yeah. it, is to- it is awkward, but it is totally okay to just not respond to someone. And you've got your headphones in, and you can just ignore it. And it is totally okay to be like, sorry, I'm just focused on my run. Mm-hmm. And if that guy's like, you're a bitch, he's a fucking psycho. But it's not like he's going to label you to, like, friends and family and coworkers, you know? So it sucks that people can't pick up on social cues. I wouldn't worry. You have to worry less about being labeled that by a stranger. Like, it's not someone that's going to ever affect you. In the immediate future, yes, because it might be a little weird. But I always think of it this way. If this person is willing to be weird enough that they're ignoring all social cues, you can be weird enough and ignore them back. Like, you're on a level playing field of weirdness. Fair. That happened to me in my Uber the other day. I left, a, like, a party. I got in the Uber. The guy was like, you girls having a fashion party? I was like, yep, love a good fashion party. And then he tried to initiate a conversation. He's like, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to head to Arizona, drive a truck, skip out on this child support. Like, he brought that up, and I just stopped I just stopped speaking. I just on my phone. Because you could tell that he really wanted a conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody—I know people follow me on Instagram, but that was the night that I told him he could take a phone call, and he proceeded to have an entire conversation with his friend about the courts and child support. Yeah. If you're that insane, then who cares? So there's nothing—I just ignored it, and I let it lie, and it was weird for 30 seconds— and then it was just quiet. You have to be okay with being just as weird back. It just is so annoying, though. I just get so mad at the people that will stand right next to me. Or I go to the movies all the time, and it'll be an empty theater, and someone will sit dead next to me. Is it a middle-aged woman? Because you attract those. No, Middle-aged it's usually a man. And I'm like, why are you here alone? Get away from me. You just get it. You have to just realize the power in physically putting your back to someone. They don't exist. There have been times I've been on the street and people have been arguing or something's happening and I just turn around and I walk away. Situation's gone. Like you don't have to see everything, get involved in everything, and it's not your problem. If the guy follows you, then you go get a manager. Like that's fucking Mm -hmm. weird. But like 
There's nothing, like, you never, you don't owe this person anything. You'll never see them again. So if you can withstand the awkwardness for a couple seconds, it will dissipate and life will go on. There is such a power in just turning your back and walking away. I came out of this building the other day and there was this woman, this car was parked so close to hers. She was like, look, look what he did. And I was like, I don't know. And the guy came out. He's like, do you want me to move? She's like, look what he did. Look. And it was just, they were just bumper to bumper. He didn't do anything. And I was staring at her because I was like, oh, does this woman need help? And my dad comes out. He goes, she's just looking for a payout. Let's go. And he was right. Like, as a New Yorker, he assessed in the moment. Like, she was trying to be like, look, you ruined. But he hadn't. Yeah. And he's like, don't get involved. Yeah. As women, I think we always like, how can we help? How can I involve myself? I want the drama. Don't get involved. Yeah. Just walk away. The amount of people I pretend, and I've learned this from shitty men, but pretend not to see or hear on a daily basis just to preserve my own sanity, Yeah, try it. It's amazing. You spend so much less energy smiling. Hi. Oh, God. Hardly working. Working hard. <laughs> it's exhausting. Who has the fucking time? So that's it. Let them be awkward. If they're willing to be weird, you can pay it right back. All right. Strong woman. Lying. Louder. No one likes that. <laughs> no one likes my singing. We'll find out when people listen to this. We'll I'm ask moving. them. Yeah. Here he goes. You're like a little, like a little bird. It's great for a podcast, but. Lion. <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe 
for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza anonymous. Hey, Eliza and Emily, asking to be kept anonymous just because I'm a teacher. Two questions. One. Was she the one that yelled the N-word at that store that was on, when she was like yelling at that dude? Uh, That'd be awesome if that lady wrote in. No. Okay, it was like captured on film. Okay. Hang on. Not film, but. Teachers are so underappreciated in our society. Can you tell us about your favorite teacher from school? But here's the other thing. Two, I'm a music teacher and I teach a rock pop history class. We often have discussions about the lyrics and the artist's intents. Where do you draw the line of morality for what you listen to? So many of my students listen to rap with questionable lyrics, use of the N-word, degrading women, drugs, violence, etc. Not trying to sound like a prude, but isn't there something wrong with a white 15-year-old kid saying the N-word, or is it okay if it's in a song? Also, does the artist's morality play into it, asking for someone who still loves Ignition, Remix, but is horrified by the claims against R. Kelly? Yeah. P.S. I love you both, and I love Emily's laugh. I've never heard you... <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> okay, so I this just, is a couple things. I pair that laugh with you slowly closing a door. One of my just downstairs. Yeah. Um. Okay. Look, you can't say the N word. No. It's not for me to judge. I do think this younger generation that kind of doesn't see color, and it's not the same thing as you know, like if you're like a ten year old kid, you're growing up in kind of a different race relation environment. I do think there's an education to be had there. Um, like, I wouldn't get angry if, like, a little, you know, an 11-year-old. They're just—that music is so ubiquitous. Yeah. So you do need to have that discussion because um, it is in everything. Right. But it's not okay. That's—I mean, that's the big takeaway is you can't say the word. I always replace the N-word with doggies or puppies. <laughs> One more label try to stop me. There's going to be some dreadhead puppies in your lobby. Ruff, ruff. There you we don't go. Have no problem, like me. Because who cares? No one. You're not in a rap contest. I'm not in a club. You're in your car. Right. There's no reason you need to say it. Yeah, and if you do, then it's gonna slip out, and then you have like a weird dear white people moment, like at the frat party. Um, in terms of morality, I think it's a case by case basis. Like honestly, radio stations decide what they want to play. Rap is degrading to women, and some would argue empowering. So it's just it's. It's whatever you want to listen to. I don't think we need to teach um, yin-yang twin lyrics to our children. Like, it's garbage, <laughs> you know but it's so fun. that one he does with Brit- they do with Britney? Yeah, and also, like, I don't listen to a lot of music for the content of the lyrics. I listen to it for the beat and the hook, and that's the kind of consumer I am. So, you don't, not everything you do has to be infused with a moral uh, uh, versimilitude. Right. Well, did you have a a teacher that you loved in school? Who cares? Oh, the the music thing. The music is so personal, and sometimes I have great taste. Sometimes I just want to hear EDM uh, and feel like a hamster running. Sometimes I want to hear like thuggish rap and like 
whatever. Just try not to say the N-word around people. But And in schools, yeah, I do think that there should be some lyric merit, lyrical merit or mathematic merit to the way something's composed. But, you know, most songs are just there to make money. It sounds like her class would be a great venue to discuss the uh, substance of lyrics like that, right? Sure. Right. You have to watch out. Sounds like a cool class. And by the way, there are plenty of lyrics that are like, that's so deep. And like, look at this photograph. But if you actually <laughs> listen to it, you're like, if that were a poem, you'd be like, I guess it's cool. But then the overplaying of the song makes you hate it. And then you kind of go back 20 years later and you listen to it. You're like, these are good lyrics that were wasted on like a poppy garbage song. So... I don't know. Also, sometimes the artist singing it didn't write it, and they don't feel it the same way, and it's a song about, like, Pumped Up Kicks is about Columbine, and we're all like, I'm at a barbecue, all the other kids. It's about kids getting shot, and we're like, yeah, pass the bong. Isn't it crazy, though, that there are, like, five people that are writing all the pop songs? Yeah. I mean, it just shows that, like, we know what people like. Yeah. You know? And then, like, okay, Come Together, for example. Great song. It's got this, like, dirty, you know, kind of rusty, like, come together. It's just describing each of the Beatles. Each- Written by Sia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's what you think it's about. There's what it's actually about. Yeah. It's whatever. But in terms of being taught in class, I don't think we have to, like, bring in every piece of garbage pop, hip-hop, rap. Yeah. Most song is about having sex. Most songs are about having sex. Just getting you home. Spread your wings means spread your legs. Show me your love. Like, show me the inside of that sweet, sweet purse. Oh, boy. It's true. Uh, favorite teacher? All kinds of cool teachers. I don't know. You always like the teacher that treats you like an adult. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, favorite teacher? I'm 36. I, I didn't have one you like inspired. You keep a diary about your favorite. My teacher. passion. I, I had very few teachers I didn't like. People tend to not like teachers. It's like this person is getting paid three dollars. They're just trying to cram some information in your head. They're probably dealing with so much. Yeah. The teacher doesn't hate you. Yeah. Try not being an idiot. <laughs> Even my hard teachers, I was like this. I had like this one chemistry teacher who would sit with me during lunch to like help me go over stuff. And like mm-hmm. I was just never going to get it. And he was never going to be like my best friend. But they want you to do well. Yeah. They, they don't – no teacher wants to be like I only teach idiots. They all get Ds. Are yeah, you I Facebook do a bad job. friends with any of your teachers or was it before? I'm Facebook you know, friends with some of mine. I think it's interesting is to look back and realize how many of your teachers were gay. And at the time like you didn't <laughs> clock it. <laughs> I have a nice relationship with my high school, but I don't know. I I gave a speech at my college. I, like, did a Q&A. And one of my—the teacher I remember that was there, I took a disaster films class with him, and he, like, didn't remember it. And I was like, I got a D because I wrote a paper about Anaconda, and it was bad. But I didn't (laughs) like the class. He was cool, but, like, anyway— that's it. What was Some the disaster people, in Anaconda that an Anaconda existed? It's disaster films like Towering Inferno. Oh. Uh, Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, know? but those have like tsunamis. Yeah, I didn't want to watch those movies. And so I wrote one a, a paper about a movie I'd already seen at the time. Everyone had seen Anaconda. <laughs> it is a disaster film in that the Anaconda it's fucks like up Anaconda's shit. Anaconda's a disaster. It's a disaster. So, I don't know. I think it's boys who write love to be like, I had this one teacher, like Father Stevens, and he was so cool, and it really opened my eyes to Faulkner. I don't know. I I liked all my teachers. I don't know. I think it's like, I had that one teacher really was a piece of shit. And it's like, yeah, maybe. My teachers are really loving. Okay. My, My math teacher, Mr. Warner, was incredibly patient and also our lacrosse coach. He was a cool dude. I don't know. I didn't want to answer that question. Well, I don't know what to tell you. (sighs) Be better. Hi, Eliza. Huge fan. 
I recently went out with a group of friends. I was interested in one of the guys, and I felt like we had a connection. It was the third time I've hung out with him in a group setting over several months. Mm. Halfway through the night, one of the girls who I just met who was friends with his friends came up to me and asked if I was interested because she really liked him. Apparently, her friend had been trying to set them up, and that was the first time they were meeting. I was just having casual conversation with him and getting to know him, and she said that she was feeling intimidated because I was asking him all of the questions she wanted to ask him. I could tell she was feeling insecure. When you wrote your novel. took all the good questions. I could tell she was feeling insecure and I felt bad in that moment. So when she asked if I was interested, I said, I've only hung out with him two or three times. My friends who are there don't think he's interested in her, but I'm not so sure. Do you think I should pursue him or let things progress naturally? Thanks. Listen to me. You want to get that egg fertilized or not? (laughs) Dire straits out there. All right. It's a winner-take-all situation. Look, I this reminds me of a story um, when I was in my early teacher. 20s. This girl, who shall remain nameless, we were like had a group of girlfriends, and she was one of the girlfriends, and she liked this guy. And I think I like introduced them or something like that over like AIM. This is how long ago this was. And he and I talked over AIM, and my intention was I was not flirting with him or anything. Like we were just I would be at work and just chit-chatting, and he liked me. And so she got mad because she was like, you stole him. You did it. It is so immature and unevolved. Like, you stole him. And it's like, he liked me. I didn't get in between. He did not like you. And even when we, he and I dated and lived together, he was like, yeah, I was never going to date her. Just because. And there was always this thing. I had this one girlfriend who, like, any guy she ever liked or was obsessed with or had a crush on, like, no one could ever talk to them. Yeah. Like, I've laid a claim. It's like, you can't go around peeing on everything. Stop texting. I'm trying to talk to you. I do an email. Oh, my God. (laughs) So here's the thing. The fact that it's been seven months and you've talked to this guy three times. several. Okay, whatever. Several months. Several. And you've hung out three times. It doesn't sound like he's interested in you or her. Well, it's been in a group setting every time. She just needs to make a move. No, she doesn't. It's you, you can, but you, don't you want a guy that's like, I like her. I'm going to ask her out several times over several months. No. And as far as that other girl, guess what? Sometimes people are intimidating. That's such a weak. You, you're intimidating and you asked all my questions. Well, get in there. It's a competitive sport. You don't have to be a bitch well, about it, but like. What are all the questions? Like, how did she cover when all you the discovered questions? carbon? What were you? Yeah, like come up with some better questions. How does your bracket work? That's the other thing. We all fault other people. Then get in there. Exactly. Come up with some better questions. Wear a cuter top. Yeah, throw some her. elbows. You're never going to be D one with that attitude. Throw them bows. <laughs> I think you both. I think he doesn't sound interested in either of you. If you like him, sure, ask him out. But I think it's kind of lame that this guy's like, oh, I'm just hanging out. I don't know. That being said, boys when they're younger are sometimes stupid. Maybe the aggressive girl wins, but I would not, if you don't really know this girl, I would not consider her because you will not be the first girl where she's like, can you tone your light down? Cause I'm mediocre. Right. No, no, let's not. It's, that's not feminism. I can't imagine watching two people have a conversation and then getting in there, going and being like, you are having your conversation too good. Like, yeah. why are you looking at that and going, obviously what this needs is me to and, go in there with my lack of information. Yeah. And by the way. Like, let's say in a group setting, you're all talking and you spark with him and you're talking to him. This is the this is evolution. This is survival of the fittest. Like, maybe he likes the quiet girl and maybe he doesn't like that you asked all the questions. And he'll go, he's going to gravitate to who he gravitates to. There's no winning or losing or beating out or it, mm-hmm. it is what it is. There's no stealing. 
you get the guy that you should be with. Yeah, he doesn't like both of you equally. No. And then just whoever asks the better, the better questions. questions. It's not like you're trying to get into, like, for a job interview. Right. <laughs> like, it's not like he's like, any questions for me? <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like he's into either of you, but if you're into him, I would not consider this girl. This idea of, like, girl code. It's like, why? Because one of you isn't fucking? Like, yeah, if anyone has a claim, it's you. You've been with seen him longer. This girl just met him. She just showed up. But also the friend that's trying to set them up should have gone in and been like, hello, Karen, this is Chad. Get it done. Why don't you guys, like, this setup, this setup in this group setting with this, uh, Also, it sounds very young. You sound very, very young. Nobody who wants to be set up, like, if he doesn't want to be set up, he's not going to be set up. And if he Mm -hmm. wants it to happen, it'll happen. But yeah, I guess I'll call her. No. You don't want that guy. You don't want the guys like, I don't know, whoever impresses me. Mm-hmm. It biologically should go the other way. He should be trying to impress you. I, we've, we've dedicated way too much air to this guy. <laughs> this guy sounds lame. That other girl's a loser. Move on. <laughs> Get rid of the whole friend group. New identity. New state. <laughs> dye your hair. Hide the money in the woods. Anonymous. I work in retail and I am one of the few who enjoy it. I have my bachelor's in marketing and started working in a store in college and never left. Here I am over 10 years later still enjoying it. I work in women's fashion but on the higher end side. However, I live about an hour away from work but trying to find something closer to home I have two choices to make. Either stay in retail and take a huge pay cut because there is no high-end retail where I live or go into a marketing office setting entry level also a huge pay cut. The best offer I've been made was a $15,000 pay cut. Sometimes Ooh. I wonder if I should go back to school and either get my MBA or something to help me stay in my pay range. I make more money than my husband, who is a teacher. Side note, please, let's pay teachers more. And he is supportive of whatever I do, but the finances fall on me, and going back to school doesn't feel fiscally responsible. Thoughts? I don't, why can't you just <sighs> move closer to your job? I mean, the, that would be... 30 minutes north. Hmm. I don't know. Can I be honest? I don't have enough information here. Like, I don't know how much you make. I don't know. Well, Sounds like you work at, like, Prada, maybe at the mall mm-hmm. or something. I, I always believe in investing in your future. It doesn't sound like you're super passionate about going back to school, but it does seem like your options thus far are limited and right. limiting. So if you want to plan for a better future, you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit for now. Like, I remember in my 20s being exhausted and just spread so thin and just work and work and work. And I remember thinking, I'm willing to make this investment now so that I can relax a little bit in my 30s. Mm-hmm. You know, and I made that investment and I did that work. You're going to have to do the work at some point unless you want to just fold cashmere sweaters the rest of your life. Well, it sounds like whoever it is likes the folding of sweaters. But I think it does need to be mentioned that if you go into the marketing Office setting job, entry-level job, huge pay cut, but that's a job that has room for growth. Upward mobility. Right. If It might, and maybe there's some negotiation there because, you know, I think you have to—I honestly think you have to sit down and say, where do I see myself in five years? And then work that backward. Does it require school? Do you want to be the head of head of the office? Do you want to be the CEO? Do you want to be district manager? You know, ask yourself what you want to be and what the best way to get there is. Right. That's it. And if you I can't have tell to you to be, go to school. If you have to be at this, you love this store, this high-end retail store, but then, yeah, look at maybe moving. Yeah. Or maybe go to that company and be like, I love working with you. Is there any, can I be a district manager? You know, ask yourself what your goals are, where you see yourself in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't not go to school simply because it would be difficult now because you will reap the rewards in the end. It's an investment. That's mm-hmm. what an investment is. Taking a 
a step back in the moment so you can take several steps forward in the future. Right, but there is the problem now of college degrees and stuff. It's getting less and less valuable in terms well, of, also, like— also, like, define degree. Is it this, like, a two-year degree? Like, what kind of degree are you needing? It just—it doesn't guarantee you a job in the way that it would have— no, but it does guarantee ago. you an office job. Like, you cannot—no one's going to look at your resume for a right. real job if you didn't go to college. But even if you go get the MBA, it's like you might be starting entry level somewhere. talking about an MBA. That's—yeah. Did she say that? I don't think so. I don't think if you have an MBA, you start at entry level. I don't think it works no, that way. No, she's saying she would get—should I go back to school and get my MBA? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but I also don't know what you want to do. Right. Well, also, don't be the person that just gets the degree just to get it. Right. Exactly. The the degree Maybe? doesn't guarantee a job. No, but it guarantees a, starting at a higher pay grade. Mm. But I don't. It doesn't sound like you're that motivated by money. Maybe you need to like find yourself. Maybe you need to sit down with a vision board and well, really find yourself. It's hard because she's the breadwinner. Because the husband's a teacher. Yeah, but in five years, won't you wish you would have you'd have done it? Like right now, don't you wish five years ago you had already finished school? So just imagine five years comes comes and goes very quickly. So if you need to make that investment, make it. Well, there's the option of night courses, like doing a job during the day. Maybe you take one of the lower paid jobs near you, then you have more time because you're not Maybe. doing the two hour commute every day. Maybe you there's can that. do night classes. Yeah, you can get an online MBA, which is totally respected. There are night classes that are from legitimate universities. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, are. I guess so. Because an MBA, I don't know. I mean, that's it. I you got to figure out what you want to do or commit a crime. If you can get a really good crime committed, there's no victim. It's victimless so, crime. What's a really good crime? Like stealing a lot of money on the internet oh. from an offshore bank account that shouldn't exist. Okay. All right. Next question. Anonymous. But that's it. This sounds like a very personal journey. I get some good drugs. Go to no. the desert. Listen to me. Get some good drugs. Let's go to commercial. Eliza, I am so what? confused and don't know what to do. Nine months ago, one of my bridesmaids backed out of my wedding. Woo! Oh, she did it with plenty of time, so it's okay. We've been friends for over 10 years. Shortly after she backed out, my sister told me that the friend was concerned and angry that I had started doing lingerie modeling. I have not heard from her what? since. Wait. Is it worth trying to reconcile our relationship or is she not worth it? And how do I get the bridesmaid stuff back that I gave her? What did you give her? <laughs> it's the number one question. I see on Instagram sometimes people give like their bridesmaids like this gift box. Like I gave a gift box, but but asking them to be the bridesmaid. That's like, what I you did. Open the mail. Huge they mistake. Knew. They open the box and it's like, will you be my bridesmaid? Right. Here's a picture of us done in diamonds. So you're not getting it back. First of all, yeah, that's not. That's a gift. It depends. Yeah. What are you, t- are you talking about? Did you buy her a dress? Did you already? get married already? Did she already get married? I don't know. Um. Can I just be honest? Whatever. This person doesn't want to be your friend. That, that's it. This We're is done. such a weird— m- Next question. That's it. I, I wish I could have gotten rid of some of my bridesmaids. You don't want to what address— You don't want to address it with this person and be like, are we not friends because you don't like my lingerie modeling? You might want to do it just to put it on the table just to get her to own up to what a snobby brat she's yeah, being. Yeah, so you just know. Like, but is also, that really the reason? Can I be honest? What? Like, you're not lingerie modeling. Like, it's, it's some old dude in his studio taking pictures, getting, like, a half chub. Unless you're a model, like, where are these pictures going? It sounds a little se- – I have to be honest. Like, lingerie modeling to what end? Mm. Now, if you really do it because you really love your – I don't know. It's like whenever I see women that are like, I'm a model, but, like, they're not particularly tall, <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? You got to be, like, five seven. 
at five, least. 5'9". What do you... But, they lowered the the height on America's Next Top Model. Now it's 5'7", I think. Because they'd already be found higher. every tall girl and shaved her head for the competition. Yes. Uh, I think... If it's worth it to you, because it seems to bother you, you are owed a real answer from her. But this is a girl you asked her to, you know, this is an honor to be asked that, and she backed out. It sounds like she's just not that high on you. I cannot talk while you're looking at your phone. I was trying to find this person so I could see. No, I'm not going to tell her. Pictures of themselves. Stop. I'm not going to look at her and be like, you're not hot enough. I'm just saying, like, there's modeling and there's modeling. Right. I'm not talking about whether she's hot. No, but it is like seedier on a certain end. When right. it's like, what are you modeling for, you know? But maybe it's like Third Love just did this campaign with um, like a hundred different, like a bunch of different body that's types. That's not lingerie modeling. That's but not lingerie. But it's in underwear. But that's not lingerie. Lingerie is like sensual. Like this well, workhorse bra that I'm wearing is, is not lingerie. Maybe this is where the confusion is. Maybe this no, girl stop, said on her page, I just, do lingerie modeling. And her friend's like, that sounds sketchy. That's definitely not what's but happening. But really, she's modeling third love. Okay. Did you get out your premise? Because that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. She's not modeling third love. She's model. Regardless of that, if this is your friend, she should be supporting you. Yeah. Perhaps that behavior goes with other behavior she doesn't like. I think you owe it to yourself to ask her to like put it all, on, all out on the table. But then you have to be okay with letting go of this friend who clearly doesn't want to be a part of your life. That's what right. this comes down to. She didn't want to be your bridesmaid. She didn't want to be involved. But it sounds like this whole thing was kicked off because of the lingerie modeling. Maybe maybe that's just in your head and she just doesn't. Mm. As we get older, people, and also, like, maybe that friend isn't married. Sometimes there's this weird thing when you get married and your unmarried friends kind of splinter off. Since you wrote in about it, it, you should ask her, be like, I just want to have a come to Jesus. I just want to know. Yeah. And you have to be okay with letting that friend go. Mm-hmm. Scott's like loading a gun. <laughs> That's it. I'm not. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. 
Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza. I saw you in OKC last month, and it was honestly one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. I'd like your opinion on what I should do in my situation. I started going out with this girl a few months ago. We hit it off really amazing, despite the fact that she had very recently broke up with her boyfriend. It appeared to me that things were going great. a boy? I don't know. It appeared to me that things were going great, and within a few weeks, she started referring to me as her boyfriend. Yes. No, don't assume gender. She, he's Could a be boyfriend. a girl that identifies as a boy, or the girl's name is boy. No. You don't girl, know. And I started referring to her as my girlfriend. We both enjoyed the same things, and she often invited me to stay the night at her place. A couple more weeks go by, and she stops talking to me cold turkey. I became a bit worried, so I asked if everything was all right, but gave her space just in case she had gotten caught up. Caught up preparing to start medical school. When she finally did get back to me, she told me that she's just trying to let people go, but gave me no real understanding of why. What do you think I should do? That's weird. It sounds like she's joining a cult. It sounds this like is she's her last back with her old boyfriend. She's just trying to let people go is so weird though. It's a very like vague, immature. Like, I'm just kind of taking me time. I don't know. Uh it sounds to me. Can I read the beginning of that again? Yeah. Because it sounds like something I would do. <laughs> Saw you in Oklahoma City last month. Honestly, one of the greatest performance. <laughs> oh, okay, not that part. <laughs> Uh, I started going out with a girl a few months ago. We hit it off really amazing despite the fact that she had a very recent breakup. Yeah, very recent breakup with her boyfriend. She jumped on you literally and metaphorically because she just went through a breakup. And it was super hot. I've done that where you like you find someone you're like, this is great. Let's do it. Burn bright. Burn out fast. That's what happened. She's either back with her boyfriend or discovered she wasn't that into you. Hmm. And that's it. And uh, if she's willing to give you that vague of an answer, it's one of those two things. Right, Scott? Yeah, I think you just got added to the roster. She's yeah. like, I need to slow it down. What am I doing here? I need to take it was care selfish. of myself. It was selfish that she dated you for that long, although you could be lying and it could have been just like a week or you maybe never even met her. I just watched you on you on Netflix. It's so great. Because um, I lived part of that, so I totally get it. But uh, I would just move on. It sucks because it's so... It's just... It rips your heart open. You're like, I thought we were dating. It sounds like she went from zero to 100 real quick. Because she had just got out of a relationship. So in a couple months, I bet you could ask her again. And she'd be like, yeah, it wasn't right. Da, da, da. But this girl does not seem like she's going to give you the answer you want. She's not into you. You got to move on. All right. That's it. Right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I would love me. if it's the 1% chance that she truly has joined a cult and is like, I must cut off all contact because okay. we're so going to Send her an edible arrangement and ask if she joined a cult. <laughs> oh, don't yes we have an no. edible arrangement coming? 
Yeah. To the house. Uh, here's why that's not helpful and dumb. Here's why your answer. <laughs> because if you're joining a cult, you're not going to medical school. Like, cool. cults are very specific about, and, like, I'm really constricting maybe, religions are very specific about medical intervention. He says he was, he thought maybe she wasn't replying because she was caught up getting ready for medical That's school. Maybe she went off the deep end, isn't getting ready for medical school, and joined a cult. Well, then, either way, goodbye. Yeah. But we're trying to help real people. Yeah. You don't want to date a doctor or a cultist. <laughs> you don't want to date a doctor unless you get free drugs. That's it. She's not in a cult, but she does sound, like, a little scattered. So that's it. Move on. She's not into you. You weren't hot enough. I'm sorry. Next oh, question. Oh, God. These are the things. No, I don't know. I don't know what you look like. She just she sounds like a selfish bitch. Female comic labels other woman something that she actually is. She's just not into you. Next question. What is with women loving to click pictures in ladies' room and telling other girls they are effing beautiful when they are drunk? I have done both. I'm just trying to get... Trying to understand why it feels so good. <sighs> because do do this? a women's restroom, I did, I picked that question, is a sacred space and you're vulnerable but safe. Because it's a place where we all go to feel better, to look better, and you're communing with other women in a very vulnerable way. You're watching them put on their makeup and you have a chance to stare at other women in a mirror and it's not weird because you're, it's like okay to comment on each other's bodies. Alcohol <laughs> makes us all feel warm and fuzzy. So, it feels nice, despite the fact that we're all armed to, like, you know, be mean to each other. It feels nice to pay another woman a compliment. It does. It feels good. And then she gives you one. And then you weigh the two compliments against each other. You're like, who had the better compliment? Uh, it feels nice to commune with women and to be nice to other women. And it just feels nice to give people compliments. Because it's nice to exchange serotonin. It's a serotonin swap. Okay. What? I don't like you don't strangers use the, the bathroom? talking to me in the bathroom. Please. If you were at a bar and some girl was like, I can't imagine she would say this, but I like your top. <laughs> <It's> so rude. <laughs> oh, Emily's little face. She was like, I dressed up for work. I drove to Target yesterday early so I could get a Cruel Intentions t-shirt. Okay. So some girl is like, I like your t-shirt. Doesn't that make you feel good? I, know, I said I liked I don't your top trust today. It. I know, didn't I? I, but I know. If and I how did that make you feel? It was good. If I'm in a bathroom, no. center, I don't trust a drunk person talking to me. I assume they're making it up. That's because you're never drunk. Oh, by the way, this only works if both parties are drunk. Otherwise, it's like get out of my face. I'm right. at a, I'm at a breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. It's a safe space. A women's restroom is a holy place. Men are afraid of being turned gay. So they want to get out of the, I want some dude looking at my dick. I don't want some dude listening to me take a dump. You take a dump in public? No, man, that's sacred dump time. Girls, we go. There's more to be done there. There's eye contact. Women are more sensual. We want to fix our makeup. We want, can you help me with my bra strap? It's a, your guard comes down. What is happening in this bathroom? Have you never been in a women's bathroom at a bar? I have, but you're just like, you're going from dumps to central bra straps. I don't women, like it. Yeah, women are not afraid of homosexuality. So we're not afraid that another girl is going to think we're cute. We're not afraid of getting like butt raped, which is every, straight men that don't like homosexuals. They think that every gay guy is trying to fuck them. Women, we're not, we don't think like that about other women. And then part of you is like, maybe she is. Oh, maybe I flirted a little. Just a picture. Plus, there's great lighting. There's mirrors. There's other girls there that will. There's something that gets stripped away when we're away from the competition of the bar and men and the noise. And, the, and you're there. It's a very vulnerable, honest place. Hmm. That's the answer. So that's why. I do like your shirt. 
<laughs> but in general, no one's going to be like, oh, is that, is that like a third People edition love my speed? T-shirts. Commemorative, yeah. I have fun t shirts. I told Emily that she needs to get a shirt that just says offer only. <laughs> I throw it to a friend every now and again when I'm at a urinal. I'll just be like, killer dick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You gotta I get, be just the right level of drunk, but it usually garners a good response. He's People like, it's loaded like, with AIDS. It is a killer dick. <laughs> yeah. Loaded. How Never do, got that one. Though. How do you feel, though? I get very upset. I know people where if I go out with them and then we go in the bathroom, they'll talk to me from their stall. Doesn't bother me. I don't like that. Not when she's, like, grunting one out. Like, when Elaine Boozer was here and I had all that Kashi going <laughs> crunch and I had to, like, like let her rip. Wait for her to go to the bathroom like, and then go. Cape Canaveral style. Because I didn't, like, that's, you know, but, like, not while you're pooping, but, like, a pee. I don't, I don't want, no, we don't need to talk in there. When you walk in, it should be, there's, like, other people in there. What? You don't need to be five stalls down, like, anyway, I went to the store the other day. Okay, can I say something that might hurt your feelings? What? If you had girlfriends that you actually liked, <laughs> then you'd want to talk to them I in the bathroom. I have ones I like, and I still don't want to be talked to in the bathroom. Okay, so we're in the middle of a conversation, and we go into the bathroom, and we're talking, 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 and it's just like, yeah, and then I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we know no. you're peeing. No. Everyone's talking to cover up the farts. <laughs> I mean, uh, that was the sound effect that I made when I slipped. This is a, a detailed story. No, I just mean, number one, I don't like to go to the bathroom at the same time as other people for this it's exact reason. It's part of the reason. female experience. I don't like it. Okay, you don't have to. I'm a very nervous peer. Okay, so that's what it comes down to. Anxious. Your stage fright. You're yes. scared. Okay. Yes. So then I'm in there just sitting. Someone's babbling away, peeing their heart out. Why not live authentically? We both know that pee's coming out of your butt. That's how you pee, right? <laughs> out of your butt. It's weird to, it's very weird to like come out of the stall and be like, okay, for those 15, 20 seconds, we didn't speak. Like, we know what happened. What? You know, that's it. Peeing is fine. And then you see her at the, at the sink, like, oh, surprise, even though we came in here together. I have to wait for everyone to leave. Okay, so let me ask you a question. What? You're taking a Jurassic dump, <laughs> yeah. and you need toilet—oh, no, fine, you're peeing, because we, we wipe. You need toilet paper, and there isn't any, but the lady next to you has some. But you must answer these three questions. I'm going to wait for her to leave, and I'm going to snake my little arm under there. No, you can't. It's too high up, so what do you do? Think about it. You got all this cereal pee coming out of you because you got all this shit, like Mountain Dew. Do you Dew. crawl under the divider, go over the top of it, or Grappling like hook. Navy SEAL style so nobody sees you come out the front, or do you go door to door? Answer me honestly. Some girl sitting next door, you know, next to you, and it's a friend, you would not be like, can you hand me some tea? Yeah, okay, in an emergency situation. Yeah. But or I don't like being placed in this situation. It's not, no one does. I think it's a very... Sounds like you do. You're like, I love going in there and chatting it up. I love chatting it up. Sometimes I wait in there in case if I'm lonely. I wait for someone. Sometimes I'll hand them a towel. I'll give them a mint. I'll ask for a dollar. I think it's an incredibly human moment to be like, hey, can you like help me out and hand me... Or to like ask for a tampon or something. It just... It's a great reminder, like, hey, we're human, we're all women, we're all trying. Well, you know the the Benjamin Franklin thing, that he had this theory and it was basically let's hear this that that if you do if you ask someone to do a favor for you and then you like repay it they'll like you more if you ask them to do something for you they will like you more like he had an enemy or something and he asked him like hey man could you do this thing and then the guy said only nice things about him okay 
because they're seeing you as human. It, you humanize your enemy. Right. However, repaying it, it's like, okay, you hand me toilet paper. How do I repay you? I bow to you when they I come mean, out of the stall. Not in that, not in that instance, but yeah, it, it is good for your relationship to meet it, a Or favor. it's like a neighbor that's annoying, and then you meet like. You're not annoyed when your friends play music loud. You're annoyed when a neighbor who you don't have context for. But then you meet them. You're like, oh, that's just Steve. I have context for my neighbors and I hate them. Okay, but you hate most people. I'm just saying it's it's fascinating when you humanize someone how you hate them less. Mm. Yeah. Like, think all the actresses or comics. You're like, I'm like, that person sucks. And I meet them. I'm like, they were so nice. Yeah. And it all melts away because it's all in your head. And then you meet them or you're like, that person was the worst. Yeah. Like, Whoopi Goldberg was not cool to me on The View. <laughs> I watched Theodore Rex the other day. I don't know what that is. Oh, she tried so hard to get out of that movie. It's a buddy cop movie with her and a dinosaur, and she wanted out oh so God. badly, and she was so furious that contractually she had to make it. So she doesn't have to speak to that dinosaur. Next question. Next question. Next question. Hi, Liza. I love your podcast so much, especially the theme. I may or may not sing it often. Anyway, I have a question for you to please answer on your podcast. I was watching this Flat Earth documentary on Netflix. It's called Behind the Curve. Yep. I'm not asking you to watch it, haha, but I'd like to hear your take on flat earth theories. By the way, I am not a flat earther, but I find the theories by the people on the documentary to be surprisingly prolific. What is that? Are these people mentally ill, etc.? I don't know. Anywhere, there you go. That's it. Thank you for this Don't podcast. Don't care. If you think the earth is flat, you are not a bright person. I am not interested. I'm not signing up for the rest of it. If I already knew you and you said that, I would probably distance myself from you. Because there's no way, and I've said this before, that that notion doesn't seep into other areas of your brain and mm-hmm. doesn't seep into other areas of your life. There's no way like, I'm a flat earther, but a Nobel laureate, a brilliant mathematician, and I totally understand vaccines. No. Th- you're, it's, I don't care. That's like if, if you met someone who was like, I just don't believe black people are equal to white people. You'd be like, and we're done with this conversation. I'm not sticking around. Yeah, I wouldn't your, trust your, your cereal suggestions or yeah. anything after that. There are certain things that we have to mutually agree upon as coexisting humans and when you can't agree on those things, it's like, well, the rest of this is null and void. What's really interesting, though, about the the flat earthers is that they're constantly raising money to fund various experiments to prove that the earth is flat. And every time it proves the earth is round and they go, uh, uh, no. Like, they are constantly, like, doing these proof videos and they're raising, like, GoFundMes. And Which every physics time, could disprove, like, but very at, simply. So every time they do their experiments, yeah. they're proved wrong and then they go, oh, we got to do a different experiment. Uh, it's like a cult that's like the end is coming and then it doesn't come that day and they're like, well, it was well, another day. That's what day. happened with the, um, whoever the people were that wanted on that, Haley Bob, yep, I think. that's exactly what I was referencing. Cognitive dissonance. Yep, that is cognitive dissonance at its finest. So, um... I don't care about the people. Like, I'd watch the documentary, but, like, I'm not giving mm. credence to any part of their lives otherwise. It's like if you're in a cult, nobody's a good dude. Okay, cool. You can open a door for me. Right. But I'm not interested in hearing you've already failed at being a basic human. So you're an idiot. I'm sorry that that you don't want to hear logic. It's crazy how these conspiracies take root like the Avril Lavigne one the guy who made it up said I made it up to see what would happen that Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by a body double okay here's another thing but also like fuck you dude like cool contribution right you use somebody else's life and hard work so I just wanted to see yeah it's such a dude thing like I just wanted to see what would happen if I fucked with someone and other people yeah how about we 
put our energy and money toward like solutions for the plastic problem, saving. The- Versus, like, I just want to see about this random thing. But now thing. He, he comes out and he's like, oh, no, I made that up. Like, I'm the one that originated that. And everybody's cool. like, well, we found this YouTube video where you can see one hair coming out of her head that looks different than her usual yeah, hairs. Yeah, you can, any, what's that, Um, what's it called? I don't mean to put you on the spot, Scott. It's mm-hmm. called, like, the rule of 53 or something. It's like, if you can think rule of it, there's a porn about it. 43. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never heard of that. 42 yeah. or 43. I'm intrigued. And I'm sure 42 it, or 43. Fine, and I'm sure it applies to regular 32. things. Okay. <laughs> if you can think of it, then I'm sure somebody out there believes it. Think of all the religions we have. All of the beliefs. Like, if you can think of something weird, there is someone out there that believes it. But to spend your energy, it's one thing if you're uh, a zealot and you believe it, but to spend your energy spreading something that you don't believe, just to, like, you're, you're bullshit. Cool, you prove that people are dumb? We already knew that. At the expense of a nice young Canadian woman like that, too. (laughs) Pretty talented Canadian woman with great hair. Next question. Just drawing cubes. Okay. Eliza, I'm writing to you in hopes to hear the perspective of a career woman I respect and admire. I'll go get one. (laughs) I'm a 22-year-old college student and about to graduate. I've been dating my boyfriend for about two years now, living two hours apart while I finish school, and our relationship is progressing to the point that marriage seems imminent. We have discussed within the next three to four years. He's kind, patient, funny, and I couldn't be happier imagining a future with him. That being said... I'm torn about whether or not I should break up with him so we can both pursue our careers without resenting one another down the line. He wants to be a doctor and will go to medical school in Texas this fall. And I want to live in South America for a few years and study international business. I know I want to spend the rest of my life with him, but I never imagined I would be in this position this young before I've even figured out my career trajectory. What should I do? I vote go. Mm-hmm. You don't want your thing is you want to break up so you could sleep with other people and like fuck around and you know until you come together. I appreciate that you think this is the person for you and he might be, mm-hmm. but there are have been times where I'm like this is the guy for me, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will do so much growing, especially if you go to another country, and your values will change and your you know break up. You love this person, but personal growth is so important so that you don't resent that person for having stayed with them or you didn't get your chance or he goes to medical school and you follow him. Right. Go do what you need to do to become the person you want to become. And if it's meant to be, you can come back together. But wouldn't it be a shame if, like, you had a crystal ball and you found out, like, this isn't the guy for you and you met someone while you were in South America and they they had access to all the fruit? I'm just saying it's a little myopic. You sound like a smart girl, and I understand you love this person, and it's going to hurt so bad. But for your own growth and for your life, you need to take these steps alone. I ate a guacamole with a fruit in it yesterday. See, it look, it's, it's like I'm the only one with the lights on. <laughs> the fruit in it? What was in it? A tomato? No, they put pomegranate seeds on it. That's tasty. That's fine. It's not right. It's a little uh, festivo. Dad is gilding the lily. Yeah. Take it easy. And two radish slices. The radish is so stupid. Nobody's going to eat that. Nobody. But this person already has it figured out. I mean, she says, like, we should probably break up so we don't resent each other. Yeah, that's what you should do. And it doesn't, you know, and you can still talk. You can still email. You can still visit each other. You can still sleep with each other. But one of you is going to meet someone else at some point. Mm -hmm. And that'll be that. I would also just, you know, keep them at arm's length. Um, so that's my answer. Okay. You got to do what you got to do to become the person you are destined to become. Hi, I'm obsessed with the podcast. I wanted to ask Eliza, what led you to become a feminist or at least a strong supporter of women's empowerment? Listen to me. 
my whole life I had been doing feminist shit without ever using the word. It just wasn't a conversation when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I only started using the label the last couple of years because I was like, oh, that is um, the diagnosis for this disease. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But that is the diagnosis for this – for the way I'm thinking – I don't subscribe to this idea of top of the patriarchy. There's so many shades of feminist. Your right. mother, who worked hard and raised you, is a feminist. You know, she was – there's so many forms of it. And any woman that really tries to define it beyond anything other than it's the idea that men and women should be equal, mm-hmm. you know, is putting it in a box. So I was always standing up for myself. I always – I never questioned for a second that any guy was funnier than me or smarter or I didn't deserve to talk. I just, whether I was raised that way, I was just sort of imbued with this sense. So I stuck a label on it just to make it more palatable to people and digestible. But however that definition changes, like I'm still me and I am the kind of woman who I've always competed with men. I've always, I've never seen myself as less than. I've always been frustrated by guys who take up too much energy or feel entitled to something when I always felt I was just as good as them and oftentimes had to prove myself in that arena. It's only recently that it's become about women competing with women. I was like, I've been competing with dudes this whole time. So real feminists, I believe, just kind of put their heads down and work. Mm -hmm. I like you if you're funny, if you're good, if you're smart. The gender is irrelevant. Very few people can claim that, though. That's it. I was already doing this shit. It's already looking cool, kicking ass, taking names. All right. Daily mantras and goals change for everyone every day. Do yours change based on the road versus being home? I live every day with the goal of being the lesser of two assholes. I don't care who the other one is. I just don't want to be the biggest one. That's setting the bar pretty low. (laughs) This guy killed three people. I just got to be a little bit better than him. (laughs) He just killed two. I don't know. I don't have a daily mantra, but I am always trying to better myself. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm always trying to slow down. Like, it's a lifelong note. I'm always trying to, like, take a breath. Or, like, not judge or not say something right then. Just, like, let a situation crystallize. I saw this meme the other day. It was just a quote. It was just, like, you're under no obligation today to be the person you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so interesting. Because it's, like, people have these expectations of you and everything. And it's, like, they're, nobody actually thinks about you that much. And it is on you every day to just try to be a little bit better than you were yesterday and try to handle things better. Um, This is, like, random, but... There was this, like, group of girls that were really shitty to me, and I didn't, I really didn't do anything. And I think one of them knew that, like, they were kind of mean to me for no reason. This was, like, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And I was out the other night, and I saw one of them, and it just felt so good. Because I'd spent time thinking about, like, what would I ever say or should I ever say anything? And she, she was totally – it was incongruous with this person's life. She was in a random place that I happened to be. Yeah. And we saw each other walking by, and I clocked her. And she was like, hey, like as if she went. And I just went, oh, hey. And I just kept walking as if like I would to just a random acquaintance. And you could tell. She was like, oh. And it felt so good. I'm like, because I had thought. I'm like, I iced you out in that moment. And I genuinely. plan. I gave her no energy and no thought. And it felt great. It wasn't like I deliberately tried to be a bitch and I felt bad. Right. I was just like, you were so rude to me for no reason. And we're on my turf now. Hi. And I just kept walking. And it felt great. And that's being authentic. And then there was that time in traffic where I yelled at a girl the other day, and that felt amazing to just fucking oh, un- you s- unload on a stranger. Screamed near your husband's ear. Oh, my God. It felt good. I get now why bullies are bullies. <laughs> it feels so good. She was, she was ruining traffic. She was uh-huh. a danger, and she was on her phone 
at the stop sign while driving, just head down. And I just yelled, get off your phone, like loud. And it like jolted her into looking at the fucking road. It felt great. Society thanks you. Victimless crime. If anything, she'll be better. I'm sorry that I yelled in my husband's ear, but he needs to get over it. I'm saying that now, like not to his face, like ever, never, ever. Smokey Husky. Hi, Liza. Dog ear. Love your podcast. I was hoping to ask an anonymous question. I recently found out through some tipsy conversation that my fiance's ex was very well endowed, and I got the vibe she didn't hate it, which obviously sparked strong— Wait, my fiance's ex was well endowed? Yes. So this guy's wife's ex— Wait. I mean, this guy's fiance. This guy is with this girl yeah. and the girl's ex-boyfriend. Uh-huh. Wait, start over? What? So there's a guy. The, where is he? <laughs> He's marrying a girl. Who's writing to me? The guy. Oh, the guy says the girl's ex is well and yeah. Got it. Sorry. I, I always assume it's a girl writing. Have you ever felt insecure Don't comparing yourself to gender. others? Don't and if gender. so, how did you overcome those feelings? So he's feeling insecure about this new information he has. Look, here's the only thing you have to focus on. She's with you, not him. Mm. That's it. That's it. There's a reason. There will always be a dick bigger. There will always be a hotter dude. There will always be a better looking dude, a funnier dude. Same goes for you girls. There will always be a girl with, like, bigger boobs, better body. Female comic cites breasts as a positive. (laughs) But that person's with you, and insecurity is even less attractive than a small dick. (laughs) Insecurity is the least attractive thing ever. Yeah. Ever. It's so gross. It is repellent. Sex repellent. She's probably been with a couple dudes. I don't know if you have a small penis or an average penis. Yeah. But, yes, is a big dick great? Yes. Is a big dick that's too big not great? Sure. You know what kind of what kind of biscuit she's working with? Oh. I'm just saying, like, it's, it does, it's neither here nor there because she's with you. Right. You can have a big penis and be bad in bed. I dated a guy once with a really small penis, and I loved having sex with him. Oh. I just didn't think about it. it, just, it it's not as huge of a deal yeah. as rap would suggest. <laughs> You know, he might have this huge dick, but, like, not be able to hold a conversation. And, again, she's chosen to be with you and your teeny weeny over him <laughs> because she loves you. If you show that that—you're allowed to be a little insecure, and it's, like, a little cute for a second. But if you hound her about that—like, I had a boyfriend who was a psychopath. If you're listening to this and you know it's you, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Dude. You think he's listening? He had, like, an average—small to average penis, and he brought it up all the time. And, like, honestly, oh. like— I had never really thought about it. Yeah. Like, it was fine. Like, I didn't care. And he brought it up all the time, and he was so insecure about it. And it was gross. Like, overcompensating bringing it up or bringing it up like, you guys, like I just complaining have this small about it. average. <laughs> like, just, and I was just like, I never really, it's like with a lot of insecurities, like, the things that you harp on and notice the most, like, yes, if you have a micropene, but for the most part, women are not walking around like, I just get railed by fucking thick-ass pythons all day. <laughs> Like, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure your penis is fine. And, again, she's with you. So go wrap it in duct tape. Make it thicker if you need to. Whatever dudes do. Just work on your moves, buddy. For real, work yeah. on your moves. You Be- know what? Work on your listening skills and you'll just excel. Yeah, you'll excel at having a lot of female friends. Totally. <laughs> and not getting laid. No. But that's the other thing. And this is this is not you, sir. This whole incel movement of guys who are like, oh, girls don't want to fuck me, so I'm going to shoot up a school. I'm so mad. What happened to the American dream of, like, growing something? You have to compensate for other things in other areas. So if you're – if you don't have a big dick, work out. 
If you don't have a great body, be funny. If you're not funny, be smart. Educate yourself. Be good at something. There are women out there that will take you for you. You don't have to be this perfect jock. You don't have to be Gordon Gecko. Go just be good at one thing. Just focus on the thing that makes you happy and people will be attracted to that. Men love to be like, women only care about money and looks. And it's like, but what about all the dudes who don't have that that still have like families and are cool? Yeah. Go be responsible for being the best you that you can be and that attracts people. That's my advice to men. Don't get angry that women are attracted to big guys. That's just like you're attracted to big tits. Like this is our biology. But there are people out there, there are plenty, millions of people that will like you for you. If you could just put the gun down and stop hating women. Again, this is not to the person who wrote it. No. Personal responsibility is a huge thing. Oh, boy. Are you on to top of the cop? Is that it? <laughs> is that the thing? Fine. Don't get too pumped. It's the top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Okay. My top of the cob. Scott, Emily, have you seen us? No, not yet. Yes. My mom was like, your aunt and I love that. And I was like, not this is us. Mm. You know what I did, though? I read the spoiler. Oh, okay. Well, if you didn't see the movie, you'll see it. And this doesn't spoil it. I, my top of the cob is that I can do a perfect red Lupita Nyong'o voice. (gasps) Ready? Listen. People who have seen it are loving this. And people who haven't seen it are like, why am I listening to this dead person? Ready? She's not dead in the movie. No. I am acting. I'm sorry. In the middle of an audition. I'll read the Snapchat email. We detected unusual activity with your account to verify your identity. Please respond with your six-digit Snapchat. Code ASAP. All right, thanks. So we'll call you if we need you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, if you need me for a white Lupita Nyong'o stunt double for us part two. That was very upsetting. Listen. We much prefer your South African reads. Snapchat. Snapchat. That was good, though. It was really good. Yeah. It was very upsetting. Yeah, suck my ass, dick. That's my top of the cop. Beat that. I like when I get somewhere like five minutes early, but not too early. Because if you get there too Ooh. early, you just got to sit in your car. Yeah. I sit in my car outside a lot of places. But I also don't want to get there right at the time. Like I want to so I want to be like a mid- walk up right a minute early. Yeah. Got to be early. But I always, you know, in LA, you got to give yourself extra time driving anywhere because you don't know what horrors you'll you be come honest, upon. We're always on time. The people who are late make a choice to be late. I'm We're always, always on time because we always map it and assess. And I always, like, if it says 21 minutes, I'm like, okay, we'll leave 30 minutes early. Like, people are like, I'm always late. Like, you don't respect anyone. It makes me so mad. It's such a shitty quality. Especially in L.A. if you've been here for more than a year and you're like, traffic. It's like, well, yes, occasionally there yeah, are those apocalyptic traffic things Every that day. happen. <laughs> Every day. But if you're saying, oh, there's so much traffic at, like, 5 p.m., yeah, as there is every day. Okay, here's my bottom of the cob. Okay. This um, nihilistic argument about plastic, whenever I post things, people are like, oh, first of all, China, Asia's the one doing the dumping, which they are for sure. But the idea that because other countries are more responsible for pollution means that we should just keep using plastic like it doesn't do anything is so stupid. When America sneezes, the world catches a cold. So why not make these small changes that are 
overwhelmingly better for the environment. Well, who cares? Well, you used a plastic bottle yesterday. It's just, I'm like, what is the point of your argument? I'm doing something good, and you're just checking out my page upset because I'm not super conservative, and you just want to tear me down. I hate people like that. Your argument to, for me to not use, for me to, your argument against me trying is sad. And that bothers me. People, it's useless what you're saying. Well, so what? So you use a plastic cup. There's so much plastic in your home already. I'm like, yeah. Every piece of plastic ever invented is still in existence today. But what if we just stopped making it and we used less of it? Mm -hmm. What is the harm? Why bother arguing with me? Because it's because you're a piece of shit. That's what it is. And you hate that women are speaking. That's it. That's what it comes down to. And I'm not going to fuck you. That's what it comes down to. My bottom of the cob is that in America, we can't be trusted with Kinder Eggs because we might choke on them. Yeah. So if you get one here, it has one half with a toy and one half with a goo, and you got to eat the goo, and it's not an egg, and it's not fair. Eat that goo. Uh, How about you're a grown woman eating a Kinder Egg? They have them at the register of Of many stores. What stores? CVS. Everything in this country that's difficult, like all of our safety regulations and everything, are honestly just in place so no one gets sued. It's not about saving people. It's the Kinder Egg doesn't want to get sued. Some kid eats a piece of plastic. Yeah, any red tape or anything. The reason things come in plastic, wrapped in plastic, is because they don't. People don't want to get sued because you got sick. Because nobody takes personal responsibility for anything in this country, and everything's like, how can I get a payout? It's just we've just bred these generations of just entitled lazy blobs. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I agree. It should just you know if that kid can't handle swallowing a toy truck. <laughs> Scott, you want to contribute one? No, he For didn't. bottom? Sure. When people park slightly crooked, <laughs> and don't you don't get parallel in those lines. It's uh. so shitty. I will tell people in a grocery store parking lot, grocery store parking lot, um, like you got to do better. It's got to be better. You got to do better than that. Well, are like, they in all their lines? Are they responding I don't, to I don't care even if you're technically in the lines, but it has an effect on it has a downstream yeah. effect. What you got to do just you can do better. You like, got to straighten it out. Lady, back that thing up a little bit. <laughs> what you straighten around. Don't know is that if she's parking in response to someone else who would park that way and then she's the only car left and it looks like she's a bad person. Possibly. That yeah, would yeah, be yeah. my lot in life. I'm like I live curb your enthusiasm. Certainly. But you know what you do? You Get right in there and you crawl out your trunk if you need to. I have done Do that. Better. I mean, yeah. I can't believe when people just fling their door all the way open on the street. Without looking. With, and when they're parked, because I crawl out of my car every yeah. time I get out of it. Well, you're a very considerate person. Thank you. My husband's a very considerate person. I am considerate, but I also believe rules don't apply to me. Correct. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.